Hi, it's me. I'd like to welcome you to your very own podcast. Or at least, it's a podcast meant only for your ears. So I've been wondering what to get you for our second anniversary and your birthday. And I, I really couldn't think of anything. Or maybe that's not true. I could think of a few things. And somehow it didn't seem all that special or great. Because I realized I could probably buy you the things that I'd like to buy you during the year. There's no real reason for me to wait for our anniversary or your birthday. So I thought, what can I do that can be slightly more interesting, perhaps more special? And in a way, this is actually something I would enjoy more. Because I'm getting to speak and uh, I like to hear the sound of my own voice, as you are very well aware. You could use this as a place to talk a little bit about, or I could use this as a way to talk about how I feel having spent two years together with you. Two years. That's, that's 24 months. That's a long time. I think. Well, for me, in a relationship, that is quite a long time. And I wanted to reflect. I wanted to maybe ask how you feel. But of course, you're listening to this. I didn't ask you to contribute to this podcast, which uh, would have, I think, ruined the surprise. And I'm really hoping it is a surprise. It's not something you're listening to and thinking, oh, shit, more of Imran talking. That's really what I need in my life right now. But this is Imran talking about you, about us, for you. And, well, I hope you enjoy it. This is episode one of What I'm Trying to Say Is. So for the next four weeks or so, you're going to get a new episode of the podcast between basically our anniversary and your birthday. So that way we've covered kind of both events. So think of this as a combined anniversary slash birthday gift. I'm open to feedback, but really this is a this is a present. So re- I mean, would you give feedback on gifts? I, I, I don't think so, right? You kind of accept them, you say thank you, and you then re-gift them, I suppose. But no. There's no re-gifting of this allowed. This is only for you. I was wondering how to structure the four episodes, right? Because there are roughly about four weeks between our anniversary and your birthday. So I thought, well, what we could do is perhaps in each episode we could, or I could rather, reflect and relive some of the some of our greatest hits, as it were. So in today's episode, or on this episode, in episode one, I'd like to talk about our first year together. So year one, essentially, right? That's what this episode is called. And in the next one, we'll talk about year two. In the third one, it could be fun to maybe imagine some what-if scenarios, right? What if we met in different places? What if we were met at a different time or something? I don't know. We can figure that out. In the fourth one, I haven't really thought of what to put in the fourth one yet, but I'm sure I'll figure it out. So... Episode one, year one. I know I keep making fun of you for this, but really the very fact that you went on one date on on a dating app and uh, you somehow decided to spend two years with that same person, I mean, that is just lucky. That is just super lucky. Because I went through... I mean, it's not like I was some kind of serial date or anything like that because... 
that only works if other people want to date you, which wasn't really the case. I went on a lot of like really boring dates. It's not like they were bad. They were just boring. Nothing particularly exciting or enthusiastic about anything. And I tried a bunch of things, right? I tried dating apps and I'm telling you this now because I think I haven't told you this before. I did even try a dating agency. I went on three dates, I think, with three different people there. Struck out. They were all shit. I mean, that's very mean. I shouldn't say that. We were just not compatible in any way. I'd basically kind of given up essentially, right? I thought, oh, you know what? The longer the more I try to force this, the worse it's going to be. And you don't want to have to force a relationship, right, on someone. That's just the worst way to to do it. Even though sometimes maybe that's the only way to do it. I don't know, no. You know, that's the worst way to do it. That's not the correct way to do it. That's not how you should be done. You shouldn't have to force a relationship on anyone. So I kind of lost interest. I think I deleted a couple of the apps. Uh, and I used to go through these phases, right, where I'd be very active, or at least I tried to be active on a bunch of apps, and then I'd be like, you know what, none of this is working. And then I'd delete them all. And I'd have, like, peace for a few months. And I suspect I was going through that sort of peaceful phase when I said, you know what, I should probably try again. And I did, and I downloaded Bumble. I don't know if it was again or for the first time, but anyway, I did set up a profile, put some things in there, and started swiping. And then we connected. And by far, by far, like, there's no comparison. By far, you and I had the most interesting, the most vibrant text, text chat out of anyone that I'd texted before, right? And for me, that was very promising because obviously that itself shows a lot about what the thing, what, I mean, what the person's like, right? what the chemistry is like. But then there was this big warning light in my head thinking, maybe this is only great on text. Maybe if we meet, it's not going to be that great, which is possible, right? I, I know there are friends of mine that I am really active with on text. And then when we meet, we don't really talk that much. Not that they're bad people or, you know, it's just that somehow we are more interesting through text. And that was a fear. Or not necessarily a fear, but at least an apprehension that I had. I thought, do I really want to, you know, try something with this? I mean, try to meet this person and then lose what we have on text. What if they're really boring in real life? But it was a risk worth taking. I really had nothing to lose at that point. And then I asked you if you'd like to meet. And you said yes. And then... For some reason, you told me you were vegetarian or some some variation of that. And what I heard was you're a vegetarian. And I thought, well, we're going to a vegetarian restaurant then because, you know, I need to make an effort. And you remember what happened. We ended up meeting in that restaurant in, in Chinatown. And we were literally the only people there. And it looked really sad. And you were smiling when you saw me, which was very nice. It's not often that when you meet someone, the first thing you receive is a smile. And... You are very aware of how great your smile is, so I'm not going to talk too much about it because every time I do compliment your smile, you keep telling me that you know. And you were very, uh, very politely, you asked if we could perhaps go somewhere else. And then we, I don't know if you decided or I decided or we decided together, it was just a suggestion that came up, but then we ended up going to PS Cafe, right, at Ansiang Hill. And that was a good call because luckily they had space and... It was noisy enough without it being too too weird, too awkward for two people to meet for the first time. But it wasn't so noisy that we couldn't talk. 
And I think I remember I ordered the chicken parmigiana, I think. And uh, that was the first time I learned about your affection for French fries. And I forget what you ordered, but I'm sure it was something interesting. And then we talked and we talked a lot. Oh my God. That was the most I've ever talked to anyone I've ever met for the first time. You know, like just in any situation, professional, personal, just casual. I've never talked to someone for so long and so much uh, as I did with you on our first date. And that was exciting for me. That was really, really big because I'd never experienced that before, like with, with anyone. And I had a great time. It was so much fun. We, we were laughing, we were sharing stories, and somehow we didn't talk about work, which was, I'm sure it was by design, but I think also at that point in my life, I really wasn't feeling all that great about the work that I was doing. So it was not something I really wanted to talk about anyway. And thankfully, you didn't want to either. So that was a great uh, thing that we both avoided. And then we left, and I walked you to the taxi rank at uh, Tanjong Pagar. And I asked you, when can I see you again? Which, again, it's not something I've ever done before because never really wanted to see anyone again. But you were the first person that I asked that question and uh, it worked. And that was amazing. I felt, I felt so cool. You have no idea how cool I felt that evening. I was like, yeah, yeah, man, you got it. This is how, uh, this is how it starts. But I had no idea what I was starting, of course. And that was a Thursday evening. <laughs> a few days later... On a Sunday afternoon, I'm at the projector with my friend to watch a movie. And who do I see exiting the lifts as I'm waiting in line at the, um, at the little food, uh, food store, the, 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 the restaurant cafeteria, whatever it's called? It's you. And I, I remember looking at you and thinking, is this, is this her? It can't be her. That's so weird. Why the hell would I see her like three days later? Just What a weird coincidence. And of course, our eyes met across the room, as you remember, sparks flew. And we said hi, and I met your friend there. Uh, I met Dave Key, basically. And uh, I thought it was fine. I thought we were polite, I thought we were pleasant, and we went and watched the movie. And then you left, like, halfway through the movie, or just before the Q&A started, something like that. And, I, and, I <laughs> and you text me after that. Uh, you text me. Please explain your reaction when you saw me. And clearly, <laughs> that should have been a red flag, really. That should have been a red flag. <laughs> I, oh, man, what is this girl talking about? And I texted you back saying, I was happy to see you. Why did it not come across that way? And you said, no, it came across that you weren't... I don't even remember exactly what you said, but I knew what had to be done at that point, which was apologize. And I did. I apologized immediately and I said, I'm really sorry that you felt that way. That was not my intention. I was very happy to see you. I was maybe surprised and taken aback. I didn't expect to see you, but it was a very happy, pleasant surprise. And you said, all right, thanks. Thanks for clarifying. And we just continued. And that was even like the fact that you had an issue and then we discussed it and then we moved on. I think that was just even, that was just so much, like any... That's just the best thing, right? So any red flag that I felt about you bringing this up and telling me that you weren't very happy about it completely disappeared when we discussed it and we just moved on from there, right? I was like, it's not really a red flag then, is it? 
it's just sharing and discussing and resolving and moving on. Uh, I remember what I felt when I saw you coming out of those lips because it wasn't that I wasn't happy to see you. Of course, I was happy to see you. It was great. It was fantastic. I love these kind of serendipitous coincidences that happen, right? You only see this stuff happening in movies, but when it happens in real life, it's so awesome. The thing that was I was thinking about is I'm going to have to explain to my friend who you are and why I know you. And I just didn't want to have that conversation, right? Because we'd met once. There was nothing to really discuss or talk about or announce to anyone at that point. Uh, I think it went well, you know? And then I met your friend, Ling, at that restaurant, cafe, uh, at um, Kyongsaik, at Kyongsaik. And it was, I mean, Ling is very different from you. I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but like, I feel you have very different, you have, I, okay. At that point, when I met her for the first time, along with you, I felt like you had very different energies and you kind of had uh, very different personalities. Now that I know you more and I've met her more often, I can understand why you're such good friends with her. I completely get it. But at first time, it was like, huh, I can't, why are they friends? It's so strange. Because she seemed really, um, <laughs> I'm not going to use the word that I know you've heard me use before, but she seemed like quite stressed at that point and, you know, things really weren't, she wasn't in a very good space, but she still made time to come and meet me, which I was very pleased with and very, you know, uh, thankful for, grateful for. Uh, by comparison, you seem pretty chill. And you seemed like, yeah, well, life, life's cool. Yeah, everything's all right. So I was trying to figure out how you guys were, were friends. Now, two years later, I completely understand why. But I met Ling and then, then I met Vic, I think, after that, right? Uh, uh, Ling and Vic, I think, together. That was when I met Vic. And then I met Dave Key <laughs> properly after the, you know, random encounter that we had in uh, at the projector and only much later did i meet sheena i remember at the at that pranakan restaurant i think that's literally all the friends that i've met of yours like more than once everybody else i've met maybe once i think there was you know that's when i learned a little bit more about your your love for the outdoors your love for going for walks and your love for green stuff well greenery or green stuff as such but greenery and uh, we went for our magnificent walks at uh, McRitchie and all the other places. And I met some of your other friends there whose names I've forgotten. I apologize. But everyone seemed really nice. For all intents and purposes, things were progressing fine. Things were progressing really well. And that was new. That was unique. And it was exciting. And it was a little intimidating as well. Because I think you're. I'm always waiting for... Or at least at that point, perhaps. I was always waiting for the for the other shoe to drop. Wondering, ah, oh, this is kind of why things will, won't work out. But you were really relaxed about it. You didn't put any pressure on me about anything. Well, the only thing you put pressure on me was for was to uh, get my snoring fixed. Which was nice, right? I think it was a, it was a thing that needed to be done. Uh, and it wasn't really pressure as such. But... Uh, You'd made your stance pretty clear. But even that, the fact that we even had that discussion was interesting to me, right? And the only reason that was an issue was because we were spending so much time together and I was sleeping over at yours and 
you sometimes slept over at mine that we were that comfortable and that close with each other that that was a thing i don't think i would have spent uh a night at yours had you not invited me over i don't think i would have ever initiated that so thank you for doing so yeah the first year was actually went by really fast i remember because it was almost like before i realized what was happening suddenly we was uh, we had to celebrate our, our, our first anniversary a big part of that of course was uh, covid i know i've i probably told you this before but it's worth repeating i think the whole getting through the entire of lockdown on my own was only possible because i was calling you every night and we were having conversations every night and that was huge i think if if i wasn't dating you at that point and i didn't have that i think my experience would have been very different so thank you for that thanks for keeping me sane through lockdown and then we got through that we got through lockdown we got through covid we got through all of that it's time to celebrate our first anniversary and literally the only thing i could think of because i so desperately want to go on a holiday with you uh, and you know i'm sure we will soon enough but at that point the only thing i could think of was go on a staycation because that's the only option we really had at that point but okay let's go let's splurge all the money that we would have spent going on a trip somewhere staying in a nice place you know flights all that stuff let's just spend it here get it out of our system have a nice staycation and i booked us a room at the capella which was great because it was also one of those hotels that i've been wanting to stay at since i not necessarily since i arrived in singapore i didn't even know it existed then but since i heard about it so that was great got a i ticked one of the things off my bucket list with you so that was fun uh that was just a nice weekend you know spent some time together we had some nice meals we watched a couple of movies we just just hung out and it was just nice there was no it didn't feel like there was any pressure for me to to do something big or something like that it just felt like we had our own space we hung out that was nice but that was the end of year 1 i think at the end of year 1 i felt i felt good i felt like i was in a good place with a good person it was exciting still like it was exciting from the beginning and it was exciting even at year 1 because it suddenly we were at the stage where we were like oh what what happens next and that was also a bit scary because i was thinking what what does happen next actually and when does it happen but you very very rightly pointed out when uh, we were reading it we were reading out our cards to each other and you remember you started reading out your card to me and you you started crying at your own words again very strange but that's who you are that's who you are and i love you for it but you pointed out that it is probably time for us to meet each other's parents and i thought yeah it's probably true and uh, very pragmatically and luckily you said let's do it around chinese new year i'm like yeah that gives us a couple of months fantastic we can build up to it slowly <laughs> and i think that's one of the things i've always loved about you you've never you never lot of you've never kind of ambushed me or launched something at me last minute you've always given me enough time to lead up to it so thank you for that thank you for respecting uh, my feelings and how i react to things i suppose you know after after all that i think what i'm what i'm trying to say is well, perhaps 
it'd be better explained in a song. It came, it came like a thief. In the night, I happened to be looking out through the window. I swear it was right through the that's the end of episode one of what i'm trying to say is in the next episode we discuss year two see you next week love you